Hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. Hi. What's going on? This is so exciting. <laughs> Happy anniversary, ladies. We did it. A whole year. <laughs> Congratulations. I cannot believe it's been a full year. That's so wild. Absolutely so, so insane. Wild. It just, it just, I you know, I looked at my husband last night and I was like, we've been together for, what have we done together for seven years? I kind of feel that way about this podcast. What have we done for an entire year? 12 we months have passed. A lot. Talking. Oh yeah, lots of talking. So many friends made. I don't know if people realize that when we do a podcast episode, it is about an hour of recording and an extra three hours on top of that, just chatting. So. Basically. Yeah. Sometimes we plan after chat things during recording. <laughs> this is true. This is true. If you listen, you will know that sometimes that happens. <laughs> so... The big question, which I would love everybody to answer, and I'm sorry I got to do it. I know that we're all about like being realistic and things and not like being completely fake because we are truly just faking it. But how many percents better are you now versus one year ago? And I just, I got to preface it, positive answers only. We all know that we have failed on some fronts and some parts of our life. We're not focused on that shit right now. We're focused on the positives. I need to go look at what I looked like a year ago to refresh my memory oh, of what shit. state of life I was in. That's a really good idea. Do um, I even have photos from a year ago? Where do I even so, look for that? Last year around this time, or maybe a little bit before, was when I cut my hair off. So like that was a big transformation for me, like having long ago? hair. Yeah. Wait, it's been that long? Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? I had like really long hair. There's a lot of people here who probably don't remember my long hair, but it was like after my wedding, which was in the end of August, was when I chopped my hair off. So that that's pretty crazy to think about for myself. <laughs> yes. Kelly. Kelly, yes. They're, they're just, I went to bed at 2 a.m. I woke up this morning. I'm like, fuck yeah. One year podcast. Let's go. You went to bed at 2 a.m. last night? Yeah. I committed myself to, um, so like we're doing Halloween selfie stations at each of my dispensary locations. And oh, we fun. saw an idea where it was basically like a black backdrop with the black, like glitter, like tinsel backdrop. And then someone cut out like monster teeth, like individual monster teeth and put them on the backdrop. And I was like, that looks easy as fuck. I can do that. Guys, it took me eight hours. <laughs> It took me eight hours this weekend. So there's the there's the Braylon that started this podcast. Did we meet with this long of hair? Oh, we did. We definitely wow. did. So if you remember that version of me, that was this photo was a year ago. It was um like end of August. So like I very do, close to a year but ago. it's like your sister. It's like it's like someone in your family like me, that right? i met right no it's no weird. not at all <laughs> rip <laughs> blaze Can is you... low volume yeah you got it i'm like you're on it yeah so that's really interesting for me to think about in the last year from that point to now i have grown so much i have changed so much if you listen to our first podcast recording <laughs> 
me and Steph just like barreled the whole time and I don't think Dana or Blaze got a word in they were like waving at us to like try oh and get my us gosh. to like stop talking yeah. and like we just kept talking so we're a lot better at that now no I'm not well. no positives only I yes I am at least. <laughs> a little bit I'm a little bit better I still go off on my fucking tangents I, I need a mic cut like you guys just need to have the ability to just like all right she's done press the turn just press the button like a little sign or something that's, that's it and just like changing the subject sign so you can be like oh before i change the subject and then we can be like <laughs> boom how about yeah. how about like a sign on a stick that just says like steph shut up <laughs> no it's not no it's not because it needs to be steph shut up because that's like in my mind i'm like steph shut up shut up shut up stop talking stop talking and i can't i can't it's an adhd thing i think what about you guys how do you feel that you've grown in the last year Not everybody at once. <laughs> Chat. Like finding a new style. I found the the turtleneck like um, that I love now. Um, I had similar hair um, length as well. I went through like long hair and I've cut it off again. So clearly, um, short hair queens. Yeah, clearly like. <laughs> <laughs> I had it longer for the wedding I went to with my uh, for my friend's wedding, um, and then I had it um, like chopped off again after that. What do you think? Do you think? Um, do you feel like any of us, like, could I speak to how you've grown, Dana? Like, do you feel like we could speak for each other, maybe, for how we've grown? Like, have you noticed anything about all of us? Yeah, I feel like you guys know most of everything that's happened in my life in the last year because like we do talk like a heck of I, a lot like, yeah, I, well, we're it, very <laughs> open and honest with each other there's things I've told these these lovely ladies that like no one else knows uh, I was just gonna say like it's well it's interesting we asked like how we've grown and both of us were like our hair and like here's what, what, what we look different but like if you were to ask me like how is Dana grown in the last year like I feel like you have you have changed a lot like you seem more confident I feel like you deal with like your anxiety better like you I don't know I feel like you definitely have grown as a person in a lot of good ways um if that makes sense yeah definitely um I would say um for sure like and the anxiety thing is working a little bit better like mm -hmm. um I, I feel like I'm able to like voice what I need more than um maybe me like a year ago did like I'm, I'm working on like my needs assessment and stuff like that for uni so I can get like things put in place um um but like for for, for me at uni and stuff um not only that but like just in general advocating for myself more like like you guys know <laughs> there's things that like I may have like cut out of my life and um I am doing differently now um definitely um I guess at work as well like, like I'm managing mm -hmm. my stress and I've changed job roles like two different times now I guess I'm in like more of a supervisor role which I'm really not like used to and I'm still like learning and stuff that's I huge do, like I feel like this year I feel like I'm the same person, but also like so many different things have like happened in a year. <laughs>
I feel the same. Blaze, like, what about you? I feel like you're, if you think about, like, streaming for Blaze, like, I feel like your stream journey has changed a lot in the last year. And you, really? like, handled it with grace. Because I, like, don't see the, the growth there. You don't? No, I don't. I don't. I was like, I was thinking to myself sitting here, I'm like, I have no idea how I've changed. I feel like I really haven't at all. Well, I... Changed for sure. Hard disagree. I mean, never... it's gone through different iterations. So, like, our setup Season. has changed, like, a bunch. So I remember when you initially were, like, gonna stream on your own and you were like... I don't know how this is gonna go like you were like like you know just sad or nervous or and i feel like you've been killing it like you you just like adapted and took it with stride and like are just i don't know you did such a good job with that like that's not an easy thing to handle to you know my other half is leaving temporarily and i gotta figure out how to handle this and i think you you are killing it and you I've, yeah agree that was completely. a lot to yeah <laughs> i've seen a massive I wouldn't say, like, improvement's not the right word, but it's definitely been a shift. Like, a lot of what I saw from the outside perspective is, like, job insecurity has now turned into very much, like, you are very confident and competent in your role, and you no longer, like, from an outside perspective, like, worry about that unknown. You're safe and secure in what you've built and the skill set that you've developed, and you own that shit. And it's great. So I'm sure it's a lot less stress on your side, too. Yeah, I think having my new boss has helped with that. Because he's, he's much more open and just like, I don't know. He's just better. Just better. Just overall yeah. better. Exactly. <laughs> that makes a huge difference, having like positive management in, in, in a work environment. Like they kind of discount how much they influence the... Uh, the environment it really around them. does like my last boss was like constantly on my case it felt like and this one is like he's there but he's no not micromanaging me <laughs> yeah steph last year at this time am i correct in assuming you were also at a job that you hated oh god yeah i was looking to make a transition um that was a it, big like thorn in your side Oh, it was awful. My job is like my entire personality for the most part, <laughs> which I feel like in the last year I've kind of gotten away from a little bit, but I still have my workaholic tendencies. So I've just, I've learned that surrounding myself with the things that motivate me to be the kind of person that I want to be is the way to go. Like sitting on quit your job and live in a van TikTok is only hurting my mental health because like I'm pining for something I'm one never going to realistically have or also, probably too realistically like. That's why I, I don't think I want that. I but it, friends that did it. They lasted you. like two months. Oh, you don't want to do it. I couldn't don't. do that. That's why don't I brought you to the loving my nine to five TikTok. <laughs> that's a good tiktok to be on it's you know, a good tiktok stability yes insurance yep guaranteed <laughs> income so I've, i found myself on uh enjoying our working from home job but it's it's just like i don't know i gotta take that next step and i gotta kind of figure out like what i want to do but no this this time last year i was in a job i absolutely hated i was miserable i was miserable and I got hit up on LinkedIn and they're like, hey, we think you'd be a good fit for this marketing director role. And I laughed and I was like, I'm not qualified to be a marketing director. I've been a marketing director for a year. I just celebrated one year at my company. Like I'm able to have like confident 
honest conversations with management about what I need and the resources. I've got mentorship. I've got great friends. I've surrounded myself with great people. I set my own boundaries. Like it's, it's been almost night and day difference. I, being unhappy in your job affects so much more in your life than just like the job. It's like a good third of your day, so at least. I did the math, and I'm not super great at math, but um, I figured, like, you know, you got, like, 160-some-odd hours in a week, and then you deduct, like, eight hours every day, which is what you're supposed to be resting and sleeping. So not including, like, food or anything, half of your time awake, if you work 55 hours a week, it's literally half your time awake, and that's not including, like, eating or taking care of yourself. So... You you have to, like, put shit in perspective for yourself. Like, you might get value out of that work, but are you going to look back and be like, oh, my God, I'm so glad that I worked 60 hours a week? No. Going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, you wasted your life working for somebody else. Do the things that make you happy. And that's that's what I've been chasing. Doing the shit that makes me happy. Can you guys smile so I can take my view reel? Okay, thanks. <laughs> that was a lot less awkward than in person. Thank you. No, no, like, at least I could see myself and be like, don't make that face. <laughs> Everybody needs a mirror when they take pictures of you. <laughs> oh my God. You know, it's so fucked up. I had like a horrible, like, you know, those memories that come back to you like out of nowhere and you're just like, oh my God, that was me. It was when I first uh, went out to dinner with my husband and a group of friends and we took a group photo and the chick next to me showed me the photo. She's like, why do you do that with your face? I'm like, smile? I don't know. D d do you have any advice for what I should do with my face instead? What a rude thing to say. Like, what, what the fuck? What? That popped into my head last night and I was like, yeah, that chick was a bitch. <laughs> so yeah. mean. Just a little bit. <laughs> Does anyone else... So, Percents. How many percents better are you now than one year ago today? I would say a solid seven, but it's more than seven percents. <laughs> Do you know what, though? Okay, if you think about in the span of my life and that you're constantly on like a self-growth journey, like it never ends. There's never a point where you get to where you're like, I'm a perfectly healed human. Like that doesn't exist. You can't ever get there. It's not going to happen. Um, it's just like the amount of people that reach enlightenment. It's not very many. It's hard to do. I would say I'm like 1% better because I want to keep getting like maybe a goal is to just be like 1% to 2% better each year. I'm going to stick with yeah, my 7 the then. My life. I'm sticking with 7. If I can get 7% yeah. better every year, that's a long time. That's that's yeah. like less than a percent a month. Yeah. Yeah. I'd maybe say I'd with all the shit that's happened this year. I'm I feel like you're like 10, you. Dana. Oh, wow. Yeah. A solid five. <laughs> solid five. What about you, Blaze? I say like two. <laughs> a two? Yeah, you're I like me. You're like, I'm, solid. Just, I'm just... If, if I will say though, like this was the first year, well, kind of, maybe like this was like the second or third year that I really got into personal development. So I feel like I'm still kind of a baby at it and I like don't really know what I'm doing. Um, so yeah, I'll go with like 2%. I feel like a lot of my growth this year has been kind of like forced on me by like experiences and like situations. And that have us. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's necessary though. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's what my mind is. It's five. It's almost nicer when you have, like, a catalyst, something that, like, pushes you into a new, like, growth zone. Because, like, for me, well, I had some difficult things happen this year. I have a problem where I don't, like, focus on the difficult things. So then when I look back, I'm like, everything is great. And it's like, actually, no, I did struggle with a lot of stuff this year. Um, And that definitely, like, helped push me more. So to grow. Like, if you're just chilling and life is good, you have to, like, put in effort to growing. I mean, it's true. It's it's very easy to just coast with everything just, like, being okay. I get bored. I feel like that's a toxic trait of mine. I, when things are going good and everything's, like, chill and it's just, like, it's a filler episode, I'm bored. Let's shake things <laughs> a up a little episode. bit. <laughs> I mean, We're on I the same side without, of TikTok. Like, <laughs> I think without some hard times like i mean this is like a cheesy like quote or whatever but like without the hard times the good times wouldn't be as important or whatever i totally messed my quote up but it's fine (laughs) it's without the sour the sweet wouldn't taste you wouldn't know what sweet stuff is if you didn't have sour yeah basically Mm -hmm. yeah i get it still don't want it still don't want I'd the sour. I'd also say, like, um, Blaze and I have really, like, found our voice with this, tic- uh, with the TikTok, <laughs> with this podcast, I would say, like, for sure. Um, definitely. I would say the same. Like, it's been really nice. I've learned to embrace my discomfort with you guys. Because, like, to be uncomfortable means that you're growing. It means that you're being yeah. exposed to something new, something different, and like between the four of us we're pretty smart and can kind of figure out like hey man that's probably not like the best thing to keep in your life and it's it's just having the group of people to be open and honest with like i don't know it was like two o'clock in the morning guys i was hiding in my feels and it's like man i really wish i could talk about life with someone right now and i'm like everyone's asleep my husband's playing (laughs) video games I need, I need like a, a opposite time zone of Dana, I think. And then we can have someone that's awake at all times. <laughs> you need a friend in Australia is what you need. Yes. Applications are open. <laughs> yeah. I think it's been nice. And the fact that like the four of us, we have like we have our own supporter ticket which is really funny because we all started off as being supporters in the tickets and Brayden server so we have our own for us because like we started like creating our own tickets in there and stuff and it's nice to be able to just go like hey i need your perspective on this or hey like this situation's happening am i reacting and like i have um a big thing where like i read tone in what i think people are saying rather than just reading it and not like having my own like thing, like my own narrative in my head. So like having they breathe and go, actually, I don't think this sounds bad at all. I think like you're reading um, a tone into it that isn't there is really helpful because like if I'm if my anxiety is already heightened about something, like it's gonna it's gonna see it as a bad thing. I'm gonna go, oh my god, they're being really horrible to me. And then Brayden's like, I don't I don't see what's wrong with any of this. Like, what's wrong with this conversation? And I'm like, well, clearly they mean this. And she's like, but they haven't said that. And I'm like, yeah, but but they mean this. And she's like, no, I don't think they do. It sounds like they're being really nice to you. All the time. I'm like, it, shit. It's so nice having a life ticket resource. Just like, am I, be, am I being insane? 
Am I is my wrong? Is this it's, it's I feel like I'm I feel like I'm I feel like I'm okay. Even just but like little the, shit. Like, in the same breath, it's nice having your feelings validated sometimes as well. When you're yeah. like, is this, am I overreacting? And then people being like, nah. That's no. horrible. My Might favorite part. <laughs> my favorite part about this group is we do not bullshit each other. No. We call each other out on our shit. It's a little bit uncomfy sometimes, but that's what you need in a person. Because how are you supposed to fix it if no one tells you? Yeah. She's mm -hmm. an asshole, but you get used to it? Nah. Nah, we're gonna fix it. <laughs> It'll work out. I guess with this podcast, I like, I think I've always been kind of in like somewhat opinionated person that like didn't really have an outlet to actually talk about stuff other than, you know, to my friends and or to my mom just complaining about stuff. <laughs> but, that, yeah, Sorry. you need a place to complain too. I don't know what Mira was doing, <laughs> but but yeah, the podcast has kind of given me the spot to talk about whatever I want and really give my opinions. And that, that that's yes, exactly what Lily said. It's assuming that people probably have the best intentions. That's that's insanely difficult for me too, because it's. I mean, everyone has an agenda, but no, not everyone has no, an. Don't. I don't have an agenda. <laughs> I go into I it like agenda. just like very honestly, just like wanting to help. And then yeah, I, you know, like, I come off very intimidating to people in in like I can only really speak for my workspace because that's the only IRL interaction that I have with human beings. Things. Other than that, I just want people to leave me the fuck alone in public. Like, please, please don't approach me. I don't, I don't want to have a conversation. I just want to get my shit and get out. I want to go home. <laughs> don't ever go to Trader Joe's because they will chat you up like there's no tomorrow. I don't have one near me. Nice. Soon, very soon. Yeah, I'm sure they're genderifying my area. We'll have a Trader Joe's very soon. <laughs> it is funny though because like we're all very different people and also very similar in so many different ways yes like exactly Steph and I are very like cynical with people I think and whereas like Braylon's always like maybe they have the best intentions like assume they have the best intentions and like don't assume they always have the worst intentions whereas I'm just like what's your fucking angle here like what do you <laughs> yes yes what do you yes <laughs> when I first met Braylon I'm like this chick lives in fucking la la land Most but it's like it's that. not it's not that it's not that because it's, it's, like, it's to protect my sanity. Like, I'm just going to take everyone at face value. And what you communicate to me is all the information that I'm going to evaluate. And I'm not going to read between lines. I'm not going to make assumptions. If you need to tell me something, I'm going to assume that you're going to tell me. And I'm not going to stress about it if you don't. And it is so much easier when you get to this point. Because you're just like, hands off. Not my problem. Dana, could like, you imagine? Could you imagine not investing that energy into all of those? I know all the <laughs> thoughts that ran through my brain ran through your brain too. Like, nah, fuck that. They're out to get me. They want something. I'm being used. There's, there's, there's an ulterior motive here. Like, the there's no, is, there's sorry. no such thing as face value. People just shit communicators. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, though, like, same, but like, Braylon's way of thinking. It's so smart because you're not wasting all that time stressing yeah. about what people really mean or what they really want from you because you're just taking them at face value. I think, I think actually, 
taking people at face value is probably going to piss them off because people want you to a read little. through the lines a lot of the time. They want you um, to guess what they're thinking. I can't. They don't have very good communication skills. They don't want to say what they really mean. And if you just go, okay, well, what they said is probably what they mean. Um, I'm just going to take them at face value. That's probably going to end up being I've like... I've had interactions where I can tell the person is trying to get me to like play a game or like read between the lines like at work and stuff and I'm just like hmm. <laughs> like if you really want me to like I can see what you're doing and I could like read into it and respond to that but I'm not going to so if you you I don't I'm not playing your game you can just tell me what's up and then I'll you know like just communicate but... I've channeled so much of Braylon in my day to day. <laughs> it's just like I, I am at a baseline standard unbothered. I yeah, that's great. You should take be. it or leave it. My friendship is not like it. It's here if you want it, I guess. But I'm not going to invest that much energy into people. And I don't like sometimes I get lonely. I got a little bit lonely, but I have the Internet. So I can just stop with being that's lonely and go me, get like, on the once Internet every three months. And you're like, can you come over to my house? <laughs> you know, oh, and honestly, I would text you so much more, but I'm like, man, she's got other shit going on. I'm just going to be like bothering, just like, <laughs> you know, I still go through that. I still go, but it's like, I know you don't want to leave your house either. I don't want to fucking leave my house. Why would I make you leave your house to come to me? <laughs> I used I to not text Braylon that much, but I feel like lately it's been at least like once every other day. Yeah, it we feels like. A lot yeah. Now. I don't really have anybody like that that I like message all the time. Um, but I do send people TikToks that make me think of them. So I if you love I don't ever respond, but I always watch them, Dana. Same. Sometimes I don't respond, but I do watch them. <laughs> I don't check any of my social media. Sorry. I should. <laughs> but I don't. Instead I doom scroll TikTok with my toe while I curl my hair. That's the extent of my social media like interaction these days. I've been a little bit more active on Twitter, but Twitter is like a Twitter's cesspool fun. of negativity. Oh, I, I need love to Twitter. I I'm, love Twitter. I'm getting I real good with my block button. The part of Twitter now, so oh, I'm it's like great. here for it. Yes. I'm like, yes. Tell me how yes. to get my life together, please. Notion Twitter is amazing, but I feel like Twitter for me is like um like all the business-minded people. I don't know why it just feels more like people that are like there to network and like kind of have a general understanding of like the business world. I don't know. Does that make sense? Like it's more business minded content creators. I don't know if that makes any sense. So, okay. Sorry. I got to answer this yeah. Kelly. Okay. So what you do is you prop your phone up at a 45 degree angle on something and you have a bare toe <laughs> and you position your toe kind of like on your heel, but it can kind of touch your phone a little bit. And then while you're curling your hair, you just use your toe. And sometimes you end up like liking things you didn't mean to or you scroll to the wrong thing. It's it's awkward, but that's how you scroll TikTok with your toe. Um, I would say as well with Twitter, <laughs> something Steph has said quite a few times actually that I think is really smart. Like there's a block list, there's a there, you can mute words, you can you can have your Twitter how you want it. You just need to block the right people and that mute is... the right words. You do have to, it's like the opposite of other platforms where you have to make sure you follow the right people. Twitter, you have to make sure that you block or mute the right people. Um, muting people is great if you don't want them. Like if it's, say you have someone that's like kind of a mutual connection or like a friend, but they're just like super hateful or really negative or just always have something not good energy to say, just mute 
it still shows you're following them. No one's going to get upset at you. But if it's somebody like, I'll go on The Sims and when like The Sims tweets out new features, just all these people saying all kinds of nasty stuff underneath. And I just go block, 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 yeah. block, block. And like, this is a great filter to show me who I need to not want to ever see anything on my feed from them. I, uh, I, I'm accidentally, un unintentionally on political Twitter. Uh, and I, I can't get away from it because my husband's heavily involved in politics and so is my brother-in-law. So Anytime I see a Vrona tweet, it's just like something about politics. I'm like, Sorry. you go, Vrona. You go. <laughs> I, I'm apologizing on behalf point, of my husband. Sometimes, sometimes I was just like, why, why, why do you have an opinion on this? I, I just, I don't know. There, there's a whole world out there that I have yet to experience. I... So I do this thing with my social medias, and maybe you guys can tell me why this happens. Um, after about six months of me building any social media account, I am dreadfully bored of it. I hate everybody on it. I don't want to look at it anymore. It's the same shit all the time. Like, how do people get new things introduced to their feed if they haven't experienced those new things yet? Uh, people like Is it because I don't things? engage? Well, no. I don't engage. I don't that's not want true to engage like you engaged with our stuff with our stuff which is great you yeah. i've seen you engage with other people same a little bit, little bit here and there message people back like i literally saw you message some uh like answer someone where they said about hating their job and you're like hey well what are you like doing and so you're actively like trying to help someone a <laughs> little bit i'm only you i'm only trying to post nice things Mocktail TikTok is fucking dang. We so all, that yeah. that is McQueeb's wife, and she is wonderful, and she is just so kind, and I, her she is hysterical, and I love her tweets, and I really wish she would start streaming again. But that is McQueeb's wife. Uh, this is Channel oh. Three. She is lovely. Um, I I try to only post nice things, but then there are sometimes like the the people that feed their animals THC. Yeah, you're getting publicly commented that you're a dumb fuck and you shouldn't you shouldn't have animals. You're an idiot. You should yeah. know that. I should be the one to tell you that. I feel that strongly in my heart. <laughs> Other than that, nice stuff only. I try. I think you do a good job. I think when it comes to like, I literally don't ever go search for anything new on Twitter. I just like, I tend to follow. If somebody follows me, I'll, this is what happens. I go and look at their profile. And if they have like a bio that I'm like, oh yeah, like they're a Twitch streamer, maybe they have ADHD, maybe they like Notion, whatever, I just follow them back. Like I'm following back everybody, unless I click and there's like no common interest, then I don't follow them back. Yeah. I, I don't know where I was going with that. I find but. new people because my, my feed is like very like similar and I just, I want to meet like new people and make new friends and stuff. And I'm just like crapping out at trying to find trying to like find people at the moment twitter has an amazing search feature too probably the best search seat that a search feature of any social media um so like if you're looking for something really specific you can search on twitter and you'll probably find somebody um that is interested in that thing i did, I did actually search um to see who was talking about Gilmore Girls uh, recently. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny. So fun. <clears throat> I've never seen Gilmore Girls, so I've actually muted it because it's everywhere. <laughs> I've never seen it. I'm sick it of getting content. It's good. <laughs> I, I don't have it on my Twitter either. I heard Gilmore Girls didn't age appropriately. I wanna. I wanna touch on something. So Lily, you are absolutely right. 
Unfollowing someone does not equal not liking someone. It just means that their content isn't what you want in your feed. I have had to explain myself to people. I've had people reach out to me. They're like, why did you unfollow me on TikTok? And I was like, it's nothing against you. I, I just... I've had I've had employees approach me. They're like, Steph, I can't find you on TikTok. I heard you had a TikTok. I was like, I probably have you blocked. Like, I have no shame. My feed is for me. That is my safe place, not your safe place. That's mine. Same thing with like my stream, my Twitter, my Instagram, anything that I participate on on the internet or I am there completely controlled by me. And I have that right to do so, just as you do too. You should never feel guilty for taking people out of certain circles. Maybe there's an appropriate place for them. Work people, you can go hit me up on LinkedIn. My TikTok with I do my streaming art stuff is not the appropriate place for you to interact with me. <laughs> yeah. We are at this point now where people have so many, it's not just like Facebook anymore, where you would like add everyone and then maybe block, like hide certain features, you know, from certain people or whatever. They had good privacy settings, but I feel like we're at this point where we have so many different little corners of the internet and it's totally valid to be like, you're not allowed there. <laughs> you could go over here though. This is a maybe slightly different version of me on this platform that you can have access to. But this one over here, uh-uh. And like, that's okay. There's that, that should be more like, more, acceptable to be like oh yeah you're not i used to say all the time like <laughs> back in the day i would never follow my personal friends on instagram because i was like you don't post anything i want to look at like you don't post content i want to see so i'm sorry like i'm not following you <laughs> come over and let's do dinner you know what i mean that's the appropriate place to interact with those people in your life so nard villain had a question what are your thoughts on be real I think it's just like what Snapchat was back in the day when we first got it. It was just like you post what you're literally doing at that time and it's temporary. So if you see it, you see it. If you don't, you don't. Um, when I got Snapchat, I was a freshman in college. This was circa 2012 and the only thing people used it for was nudies. So oh. that's yeah. And no, I haven't really I used that. Snapchat since I have not used it since it was like a little ghost and it was such a little rudimentary app. Yeah. Um, I, I just thought that was funny. <laughs> Be real's okay. Snapchat with um, my cousin. Um, we just Snapchat each other every day to keep our streak going. And then, like, yep. sometimes we'll message each other to see how we're doing and stuff. It's just I, nice because it just reminds us that other person's still there. Okay, we may not be talking. We're just sending like a blank um, TikTok, um, tw uh, Snapchat, too many things. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Snapchat with like the. Um, the time and then like if but I know that if I actually messaged her she might not message me straight back because like she's working or whatever but I know like she's always gonna like, she's always there because we're still we're like keeping up the streaks and stuff so that's kind of nice I only I... use snapchat with my best friends and then I have a really really long streak with Reagan as well and yes we live together but yes we are still keeping our streak <laughs> I, love it. I don't get it I don't get <laughs> snapchat anymore Going back to be real though, I love be real. I don't always see the notification when it comes in and sometimes I like I'm not feeling it or whatever so I won't do it. Um, but I do like it. I like that it's a smaller circle of people. I like that it's not public. Um, when you get to a point where you have a lot of followers on platforms, sometimes you don't want to like when I think about that if I post my Instagram story, it's potential to reach 20,000 people. 
I have to think a lot more about what I'm posting, obviously, right? I can't dox myself. I don't want to give away my location. I don't want to, you know, like show too many personal areas of my house. So I like that Be Real is more locked down and it's like just my friends and I can I can post if I'm at work. I can post like it doesn't matter as much um, because it's a more curated um, group. So I, I love Be Real. I think it's great. I do find though like it always goes off when I'm at work and I'm like okay well I can't I can't take like a proper thing of myself because I've got my lanyard that says where I work I've got my my uniform that says where I work so I'm like either I dox myself or you just get like like this up in the ceiling like so I stopped using be real because of that because I was like mm, it's it's like never a great time I don't have be real but I thought about re-downloading it because i did have it downloaded and then never used it but i, I may Allie. not add it back i think ali had Allie asked us, us yeah, yeah. So I, I used it for a little while but then i kind of fell off of it most yeah it's the same as dana i'm usually at work working at some point no matter what day time of day it was it was like work vlogging so vlogging on snapchat that's a really interesting concept and yeah no fuck facebook i'm actually banned right now on facebook because i posted something that was a little bit too similar to cannabis but none of the posts got taken off of instagram and it was on my company account so they blocked my account now i hate facebook it needs to die get rid of it no one uses it i use facebook to talk to my colleagues at work it's just a place I... to bitch uh we use facebook for our family messenger chat but that's like it Oh, we use WhatsApp for our family group chat. We just have a text thread <laughs> that we never use, really. <laughs> yeah, but like with WhatsApp, you can send pictures and like it's free. I have heard good things about WhatsApp. Same. <laughs> My sister I, keeps trying to get us on there. I love I, the concept <laughs> of Be Real. I just, I, I, I would love if like Discord integrated something like that where I could send a push notification reminder like, oh, take a picture of what you're doing that right now. Great. I and would then, never use Be Real again if Discord every day we could have a channel. Wait, I mean, you could technically you could have a channel that was that called Be Real or whatever and just a notification message. popped up. Yeah. Did you see where TikTok is doing that? Yes. I don't I'm like not, it. Why? That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want my 29,000 TikTok people to be like, oh, this is what you're doing right now. Like, that is too much info for that many strangers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'd be real. I have like 12 people on there and it's great. And it, that's all I need. Yeah, I bet there's a bot. Nostalgic Summers. I, I, no, I, I don't use, I tried the TikTok one for like, the, like a second and it, I just... I don't care. <laughs> sorry, I just... I do find it interesting because you've got like social medias that are locked down, like I guess Be Real is classed as a social media and then you've got Snapchat as well, which like only people who you follow can find you. And I need to remind myself that I am on for like platforms that anyone can watch me at any point, like Twitch, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, like anyone can find me, even like people in real life. And I maybe have got myself in trouble by... <laughs> I it is thing that anybody can listen to me. Yeah. You kinda like because I keep my like Twitch and like social media like all of this like separate from like my personal life. Like I I would never even think about the two merging, but like obviously with 
social media anyone can find you so like it my lives could merge at any point you know but to me i'm hannah montana you know like no one knows about me (laughs) (laughs) i wonder if there's like people from past lives that just like happen to creep on my stuff and i don't know like if anyone who follows me on instagram that like you know was a friend 10 years ago that i have no probably guaranteed i would bet money on it i would bet a lot of money on it like a lot like a gross amount of money so recently on LinkedIn, all of my, like, I one of my coworkers found my LinkedIn, which I mean, makes sense. But then like 10 of them have now started to add me. And so I'm just getting more and more and more people. And one of them messaged me and he was like, did you leave the company? It says you're looking for work. And I was like, no, I stream on Twitch, so I didn't know people. I didn't want people knowing what company I worked for, so it's not updated correctly. And I felt so awkward explaining that because now he's like, "What's Twitch?" Oh no! Do you know what oh, I tell I love people? That. This is this is the so I tell people all the time in person, and this is like the best canned response you can give somebody if they ask about Twitch and they're like, "What is that?" I don't even actually say the word Twitch. I say, I run a live, interactive, broadcast television show. I think I actually said I are stream like, on Twitch, and then he said, what do you stream? Yeah, no, that's What's the his word. Question? Because people are like, like, oh, do you stream games? Yeah, all the time. I'm like, like, no, I craft. Sometimes, but kind of not really. But So yeah, I just like, tell people. People watch you play games. I'm yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, I so when I do. say... I run a live broadcast, like interactive television show. People are like, oh, that's so cool. It shuts them up from asking any questions. Like Does people it? are like, nobody asks me any follow-up questions. I'm gonna need that like written down and like tattooed to my hat or something. Like <laughs> Oh, here I got it. Stream marker. Done. We'll clip it. I stream. They're like, oh, you stream? Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? Well, like, because what? if people know about Twitch. They probably just know it as, like, that's where Ninja plays Fortnite. Like, you mm-hmm. know? And so then they think, like, you're on Twitch. Like, why are you on Twitch? And then you have to, like, explain. There's this whole other genre, and everybody can do whatever they want. And there's cooking, and there's art, and there's co-working. And I don't have the time to do that to every person that asks me what I do on the weekends. Oh, see, I that's my weekends are very simple. Like, I, I smoke copious amounts of cannabis, and I craft. Those are the two things that consume my life if I'm not working. It's it's you're recording yourself while you do those things, though. Well, no, I do because like <laughs> it, it, the question does come up every once in a while. Like you know, I'm very selfish with my weekends with work. Like you get you get 55 hours a week, and you get half of my Saturday or Sundays most of the time because I plan my week. So like you have plenty of time to ask me what you need to ask me. But they're like you know the question has come up like oh you know what do you do on Saturday since you're unavailable? Not like why are you unavailable? Just like curious like conversation. And it's like, well, actually, I stream, which is why I don't have my phone. Like, everything's put away. I'm a very, I'm in very much a bubble. And they're like, oh, what do you stream? Like, what game? And it's like, I craft. And then I get to share my artwork with people. That's, so that makes sense. Okay. I, I don't mind it as much anymore because I know it's inevitable that Twitch in the streaming community is just going to get larger. And then especially if I intend to grow, there's going to be people that are going to find it. It's going to be, and why hide it? I'm not ashamed of it. I work really hard and I'm going to have to be in the public spotlight anyway. So I might as well rip that bandaid off now and just get used to people knowing about it. But just throwing it out there. If you see me and you know me in real life and you see me on the internet, no, you didn't. Mutual. Just, let's just... You don't have to interact with me. Just watch. I have my 
I have my content Instagram linked in the bio of my personal Instagram. But then I also have written in there, if you see me on TikTok, no, you did not. Because sometimes I would have women come into work and and TikTok like will show your stuff if it's like same location or like same phone number. They'll like you'll pop up on and people would be like, oh, my God, I saw you on TikTok. And it would be like a 50 year old woman. And they're like, I saw your sim stuff. And I'm like, oh, God, no, you did not. This is so shamed? embarrassing. Why are you embarrassed like, by it? Braylon, oh you're God. an amazing simmer. You are like, a great simmer. People say, I want to get into sims. And I'm like, you should go follow Braylon. Braylon knows sim that. stuff. Like, I you are the sims that. person. <laughs> I, I, I love that for you. Don't be embarrassed by it. Your builds are fucking amazing. And you got it. And then they're going to tell their kids. And then if someone like that 50 year old lady's got people that are into Sims in her life. And she's like, oh, I know someone. And then she's going to send them to you. (laughs) Regularly tells people my daughter makes little Sims movies and posts them on Instagram. And I'm like, can you like she'll do this in front of me. We'll be like at a bar and she'll like talk to the stranger next to her and be like, yeah, my daughter like makes these adorable. And I'm like, please stop. Please stop. My soul is leaving my body now. Please, can you please stop telling a stranger? I don't know why I feel embarrassed about it. Like, it's, it's like, I'm like, you want to watch, like, normal people want to watch Sims stuff? I don't know. It feels like oh, it's so a, relaxing. doll playing, okay? <laughs> people watch freaking, uh, people fake build houses. Why, why can't they watch you build fake houses in Sims? It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's better. You can mod it. They can, like, it is. I shouldn't be ashamed. I don't know should. why I am. <laughs> we don't have to unpack that right now, but we do no. need to unpack that. <laughs> you know, my therapist, when, when I, my therapist actually bumped me down because she was like, you're doing great right now. You don't really need to be meeting with me as often as you are and so i was like cool but that was like the biggest thing that we talked about the whole time was braylon you have a lot of shame so (laughs) do you think as well it's like the way your mom kind of said like these little um sims videos well that might have just been me saying that like the way that i interpreted her like i don't think she was condescending at all like she was very excited I, I don't think that she's being condescending. I just mean like those words, I feel like we kind of internalize as like, oh, crazy. Well, that was, I think, I, I don't think she even said that. I think that's my shame internalizing, res- repeating to you what she said is coming from a, lane, a lens of me and my shame. I don't even think she oh, said wow. little. Like she probably said it very nice and talked me up, but the way that I interpret it because I have shame around it is like, oh, this is so embarrassing. Like, Isn't that fucking that crazy? Sense? Like that that blows my mind that you can have 20 fucking thousand followers for your fucking Sims and Animal Crossing content. You're like, don't look at it. It's not, it's I'm embarrassed by it. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. <laughs> Get out of here with that shit. You're like, 20,000 people can look at this, but not you. <laughs> not this person it, in front of me. It, in my mind, it like exists for people that live online and not real life. It's hard. It's it's a hard mental like hurdle because it it it, we live. I wouldn't say we live different lives on the internet, but I am kind of a different person on the internet. I'm a little bit more confident because I'm looking at myself. You know what I mean? Like I can directly change how I am presenting myself to the world when I'm on the internet. And think about what I say. I think you're in real life you're like more vulnerable because you can't control you're not you're living in the real world instead of like your own bubble that you have like full control over whereas in real life 
like you're face to face with somebody like that's as vulnerable as you can get yeah. looking into someone's eyes and so i think it makes us feel like a little bit squeamish of like we're talking about this thing that normally i have full control over like who sees it and all that you know like it's like and then you're in real life and you're like oh this is this is a real world it's i'm probably gonna get some heat for it but like i'm excited for vr world oh my like, god in real too. life if i could just like bloop myself out of the situation instead of having to go through the awkward pain of like getting up walking away getting in my car and leaving because that's <laughs> fucking rude yeah you just hit the x button and you're like out and you're like oh i accidentally disconnected my man like um, i cannot fucking wait for vr I hate, <laughs> I hate elon musk and i think he's a deplorable human being and i hate everything that he stands for but if that man creates a neural link and i can go get a chip in my brain that could pop me into Animal Crossing. I'm I'm there. Oh, done. I will be first done. on the wait list. Sign done. me up. Sword Art Online is like a dream of mine. Yes. 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 <laughs> I don't even care if I get stuck. Screw it. Put me in the hospital bed. I'm just oh, in the game. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm good. Like, what's wrong with you guys? No, like this this is yeah, it's sick. It's we, we should probably <laughs> unpack that with our therapist. It's <laughs> not so much what you're saying. It's just I feel like there's been so many films that are like, why you shouldn't do that. <laughs> Yep. I'm okay yep. with the consequences. If re if IRL me doesn't have to like live life and I can be in a fantasy world where there's like dragons and I'm like some kind of fucking warrior princess, like let's go. I'm I'll take the fallacy any day. I do um, find like social media and like being online instead of like in real life has been great for me because I went from being someone who like barely had any friends and barely went out and stuff to like my weekends packed like all the time like people are like oh what are you doing I'm like oh I like barely have any time I'm like I'm streaming Friday afternoon evening like movie or watching someone's um streaming Saturday I stream during the day evening well obviously it's Braylon's stream like that I'm gonna be joining and stuff and then like Sunday I'm like oh yeah like I just I got my uni work done during the day and then evening oh no I can't do anything any Sunday evening ever again for the rest of my life because I've got the podcast like that's what I'm doing and it's so nice to like when like I don't want to like go into loads of details when I broke up with my ex I was like I'm gonna be alone and I will never like have anyone to talk to or like hang out with because like my friends were always like um busy because like they have their own lives you know and now like I guess I have a life like <laughs> online though <laughs> I swear <laughs> though like I went my whole life and I was diagnosed with ADHD when I was six. So I went my whole life. I never had another friend that had ADHD that I knew of my entire life mm -hmm. until I met online friends. And like, I think that goes the same for like, whether you have like a super specific interest, like maybe you're really into like, I don't know, furries. And like, you might go your whole life without ever meeting one if you live somewhere where there's no other furries. But online, you can garner this community of people that are into the same stuff. And I think that's so valuable because previously you would just like be friends with people who were at your high school and you might not always vibe with them or have the same interests. And like, it's hard to find people that are into the same things as you. But when you have online friends, it's like you can just find people that do all the same stuff as you. And it's great. And you're like, oh, <laughs> I, uh, I booked a video chat with someone recently. We've been trying to figure out when we can get together and go to lunch and 
I finally just like I had to text her after, I don't know, six weeks of trying to make plans. I'm like, listen, I am insanely busy. And the reason why it's so hard for me right now to find a time to meet up in person is because it's not just meeting with you for an hour and like shooting the shit or whatever. It's that I have to get ready and be presentable for like human eyeball consumption. I have to drive there which is time and then we hang out and then the hangout probably takes a little bit longer because we haven't seen each other in a little bit and then I gotta fucking drive back. So it's really more like a three hour commitment versus just jumping on a video chat for an hour and I can literally fit that anywhere on my Friday. It's just easier. Mm -hmm. Just throwing it out there, we are coming up on our hour mark. If you guys wanted to take a small break, I am I am out of water, so I would love yeah. to. <laughs> I think we'll take a quick little break, see? People can yeah. get a snack, get a drink, and then we'll answer Lily's question when we come back. And also maybe continue our talk about online friends, because I feel like we had a lot to say. Yeah, um, I mean, this is this is what we are. We're online friends. See, mind you so. too. <laughs> okay. um, burb? Burb, we will be right back. Burb.
Hi. Hello. Hi. What's going on? <laughs> we are back. Um, we had a question right before we hopped off from Lily that was, what is your favorite aspect of having a podcast? My favorite thing about having the podcast is that one, it's like forced hangout time in a way that like I know it's going to happen and we get to spend time together because it's not always easy for us to get together and spend time with one another. So it like really helps us to keep our relationships strong and tight, I think. And two, I love that we always have like aha moments. Even if it's like, like we talk all the time and still like during the podcast, like somebody will be like, oh my God, you said that in a way that I've never heard before and everything just clicked for me. And like, I think that's really cool. I love that about it. I, I, I love that our, our personalities are also very different. Like they're all just so different and it's good to have that mix of people in your life. I feel like, especially with the internet, we tend to gravitate towards creating echo chambers and I feel like because our personalities are so different, our own social accounts, because we interact with each other, are a little bit more diversified too. Yeah. I think my favorite part of having the podcast or being on the podcast is having a place to really voice my opinions and to reach like a broader audience. For me, I feel like this podcast is like a place for me to learn and grow as well as we're teaching other people and helping other people because like Brandon said, a lot of those aha moments I get like so often and sometimes not even, it's not even like learning, it's just like shit, like I'm not the only person who's going through this right now or I feel so seen or heard or like I'm not I'm not alone and like that is what the podcast is for me it's it helps me feel like I'm not alone like we're, we're just really trying to like um what's the word I'm looking for like not generalize but like just show people that like they're not alone that we are all going through these different things we're all faking it we may look like we have our shit together we most certainly don't <laughs> <laughs> Normalizing like, being human. We are all yeah. figuring shit out still. Like, I am way better at communication now than I ever was. But, like, have I finished learning about communication? Am I, like, have I, like, hit the top of my class or whatever? No. <laughs> like, I have so much work left to do, even though I've done so much work already. And I think the fact that we have this podcast and that we're learning from each other and we have that, like, um, option to... And, and that we're open as well to hear other people's, like, um, thoughts. Because, like, I may say something and someone else has a different opinion. And, like, we all kind of listen to each other with respect. And I'm not used to that. Having people give different opinions and, like, that being okay. And, like, or having my own opinion that's different and that being okay. And it's really nice to just have that, like, acceptance and that respect when we're all talking about things. Um, it's something that I appreciate a lot because we are all learning still. We are all faking it till we make it, you know? Okay, you exactly. have to stop because I'm getting emotional. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, don't stop. That was just kidding. But like, ew, stop. <laughs> You're I can ew, see you. I'm crying, crying, starting my period. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just grateful to have this space. Um, the podcast and like Brandon said like 
this kind of forcing us to hang out because if we didn't have a schedule we'd all just either forget or like we'd be like oh sh like when when should we do this like oh i don't know when do you want to do and like we just never crack down on an actual time <laughs> oh this is so disgusting yeah. real bad at that. <laughs> <laughs> i definitely gross. do love that it forces us to hang out as well it's i i love the structure because like i i thrive on that shit like a lot of friendships like there's so much left up to just like if you happen to hang out and with us it's like it's structured and even even if the topics are like you know for like podcast stuff it's there's still like really good real life topics um three of us have met nard yeah, Braylon. um braylon and i braylon and i live in the same state <laughs> So when I met Braylon on Twitch, like I had to temper ver myself very, uh, very strongly, and it's like, listen, don't be a fucking weirdo because you're probably gonna see her in public because you live in the same state. So like, don't be fucking weird. <laughs> and I was a little bit weird, but then we ended up meeting in person, and then I met Blaze. I didn't actually get to go to Braylon's wedding because um, it was my born day weekend, and I already had plans. I'm sorry, um, but I did drive out that way to meet Blaze and uh, Reagan for breakfast. And Dana, we were actually just talking about that a couple days ago. We're gonna have to figure yep. out a way to get Dana to the US and it's probably not gonna be for TwitchCon because there are way fucking cooler things that we could do than TwitchCon when Dana comes out. <laughs> we were talking about this though, um, like at TwitchCon because I stayed with people that I had never met before, um, like in a hotel. And like before I went, I was like, oh, I'm nervous. Like you don't know, like, yeah, like, like you, you know the people well, you know, but it's, there's still like a little bit of anticipation. And we were talking about like just how flawlessly it went and everybody was chilling. And it's like, when you are friends with people online and then you meet them in person, it is not like meeting somebody for the first time where you have to like figure out how you vibe. It is instantly good vibes. Like, if you are a good friend with someone and you meet them online, like, you might think, like, it might be awkward. And, yeah, if you're, like, really young, it, there might be more awkwardness there just because young people tend to be, like, more awkward, I feel like, socially sometimes. Um, but, it, like, we literally all vibed so hard. Like, I loved meeting Justine. I met Nat. It was just, like, phenomenal. And there's just, like, something so special that when you meet your online friends, like, you're already friends. There's no weirdness. There's no awkwardness. You're just like, oh, what's up? Like, I know you. Like, it, we're already, you know? And it's then like, that's just such a beautiful thing. IRL dis was, Discord chat, you know? Just, yeah. Just there. <laughs> it was terrifying to fly out for your wedding, Braylon. I mean, like, that's part of the reason why Reagan came, but also because he wanted to come. But mm -hmm. having someone there as well with me did take a little bit of it, of the stress off of that. Um... But it was. But then when we saw great. each other, we it were like, actually, "It's you," <laughs> and you were like, "It's you," and we're like, "This is so cool!" Like, and your it wedding was, just, was just so much fun. And then meeting Steph the next day—that was also great. It was really cool. You oh, probably will so take great. a lot of photos if you meet your online friends. That tends oh, to happen. Yeah. You gotta take photos. See, I feel like I've <laughs> quite a few more times, but like meeting Ali. She picked me up from the station. Sorry, that was my cat being rude. Um, sorry. Um, yeah, I met Ali in real life. She picked me up from the station. She was late and she couldn't find uh, where it was. 
um, just because traffic was like shit and also like her sat nav didn't know where to go. And I was like, she was like, oh, I, d I don't know where you are. And I was thinking like, okay, I'll walk around, see if I can find her. But I was legit like, is she gonna like, is, is she actually Ali or is this like some random <laughs> man who's gonna like kidnap me or like murder me? I'm like, this is it. This is how I die. Like, this is the end for me. Like, I remember like fully think thinking that and then like she pulled up in her car and I was like, oh, hey. <laughs> oh, thank God you're a real person. to murder me. Like, And yeah, it was a little bit awkward at first, but only because um, we both have this um, problem with like actually making decisions. Um, but we had done like a Google Doc like months in advance of what we were going to do because we knew that we would both be really bad. So smart. I what we were going to do. So that was good. Um, and then the only real problem we had was like deciding what we wanted for lunch. Um, that's really hard I will say like when like the TwitchCon thing like I was really nervous for like are we gonna want to leave at the same time are people gonna be like do we, you know and like I was really surprised how well we all vibe together like it was really really enjoyable um I have no doubt that Dana when you meet us in person we will act exactly the same as we are right now we'll just be like oh my gosh <laughs> I I like Hanging out with people in person for me, I don't really do it a lot to be honest with you. Um, so it's, I don't either. Kind of like foreign territory. That's why I love parallel play so much because that's what I do on the internet. Me and you do that so much. I prefer it. Like literally, it's ideal. I just, like forget that Steph is in a Discord call, and then like an hour later, she's like, "Hey, what's up?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, ooh, we're in a call together. I totally forgot. Yeah. This is so nice." Yes. <laughs> It's it just yeah. even IRL, like we could be, maybe there's a TV show on, that's the mutual thing that we're doing, but like I could be like drawing or something or crocheting or like, you, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't really care what it is, but that's, that's my favorite thing. I feel like that's why my husband and I get along so well as well, because we can just hang out in a Discord call and he's doing so his nice. thing, I'm doing my thing. <laughs> yeah. We're still together. Okay. <laughs> One mm -hmm. thing I do find interesting though is like, so online friends to in real life friends seems a lot easier than trying to get your in real life friends to be online. Totally. Yeah. Because people are, if they're not used to the online world, you can't, like, they can't, like, switch their brain. Does, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's hard to, like, become, like, I literally, like, if I join another Discord server, sometimes I'm like, why isn't anyone responding? Like, I'm like, I need friends who are, like, on Discord. That, like, if you want to be my friend, like, you need to, like, we need to be on Discord so that I can, like, how else am I supposed to talk to you? It's like, this is the point that I've gotten to where I'm like, you're not on Discord. Like, actually, I do use the hell out of my Instagram DMs. There's a lot of people that I talk to in Instagram DMs that, like, are not on Discord. But it's not, this, it's not as fun. Just come to Discord. It's I way more fun. I was trying to, like, explain to my friends during lockdown and everything that, like, just video call it's gonna be so much fun like just video call like just just, just press like join and like video call with me and like even after lockdown i was just trying to like i think we, one time we video called and then we watched a film um on like disney plus i think like um share watch or something but even like um after lockdown i was like it's so much like people like they're like oh i don't have time to like hang out because i'm really busy and i was like look like that's fine but like we could just like cool because then you don't have to like worry about getting ready to go get don't have to the drive yes. there's no travel yeah. time you're in your comfy place with your creature comforts you don't like, even have to be on camera 
just go to the kitchen, grab food and come back. Like, yes. it's fine. Yes. But um, it's so hard to try and convince people in real life that, like, video chatting is, like, the way forward. Like, Sometimes, though, do you find it's even hard to convince um, online friends? Like, like half the time, like, somebody's like, do you want to voice chat? I'm like, no. Same. I'll sit in a, I'll sit in a call with you and I'll not talk. Which is I, why I absolutely love the lo-fi radio station. <laughs> I'm like, just yes, in there. It's yes. so nice if like someone else hops in. I know Sam's been using it a lot too, to just like know that somebody is there without having to talk. Yeah, I, I, I love that. I mean, I end up hanging out in my husband's Discord more. I haven't lately because they've been, I don't know what game they're playing, but it's loud and they have to do call outs to one another and they scream when they die and I will fucking stab somebody if you scream in my ear one more time, um, which is, it's my fault for being in that Discord. So I just leave. <laughs> but it, it's nice. <laughs> I've been hanging out in... Um a discord with Reagan and his friends and we've been playing overwatch 2 for like the past <gasps> weekend and it has been fantastic we have been staying up late every single night playing it's so great but oh, that's like that. the best time when you have like a group like people will always make tiktoks about how like they had like a group of gamers and they were all playing a game for like six months and then they're like oh now you just go online and it says zero people online and like that happens with when you have like a good group so like enjoy the hell out of it when you have a solid group all playing a game together and you're staying up late because that is not gonna last like you need to really soak it in and enjoy it well this group they're they're constantly in the server they just kind of switch out games a lot but right now they're all on overwatch so i'm it's like so yes, those are core memories I do love, like Lily said, um, channels with no video or voice. Like, it's so nice sometimes to just know. Although, I will say there are people, like, I would get in a voice channel with Steph anytime because I know that she's not going to talk to me and that I'm probably not going to talk to her very much. So, like, when you have an understanding like that, I'm like, cool, I'll hop into VC all day. But if I have to, like, talk a lot, I'm like, mm. <laughs> no. can we I don't. Just I don't Can want the obligation. Mike's muted, please, <laughs> you know? Like, I just want to be with somebody without having to chat so like here's what's fucked irl awkward silence drives me insane i have no problem with silence in a discord call though because there's no obligation to say anything i don't know yeah. how to sit in silence with someone without it being awkward in real life i freaking loved among us during lockdown i played that with all my irl friends see luckily i have irl friends who are gamers so then everybody just like pulls in their partner or their spouse who may not be a gamer but like there's somebody that understands how it works and we played among us and it was so much fun i mean like it would be like my sister and her boyfriend and me and my husband and my roommate and all the friends and like my cousins and we would just be yelling at each other and getting rowdy if only they came out with updates a little bit sooner you know like lobbies mm -hmm. of 15 people the freaking what was it seven eight people lobbies those are brutal it's mm -hmm. <laughs> more people <laughs> we should I we should book we should do an Among Us super quick. We should do an Among Us. I've always wanted it. to try Among Us where everybody plays on their phone and you're in the same room as each other because that would have to really up your lying skills so much. That's amazing. Like Wouldn't that be fun? Because we always played Among Us with cams off because I would literally be like freaking out when I'd be like, I wasn't in electrical. That was somebody else you saw. 
There's some like, <laughs> mangas. Brayden. Like I'm like I don't even know who this person is when you're playing Among Us. I'm like she's <laughs> mean. Like she killed me and no one knew that she was. And then oh, I lied I'm about like, it and convinced everybody else it was someone else. Liar. Among oh, Us. I love in... it though. It's so much fun when people you like are really nice and sweet and then like Among Us comes out. They're like, I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna come and find you and no one's gonna know among us in <laughs> vr is top tier i want to try that so and i would love so to try fun. that it's, it looks so fun it's a lot of fun i didn't even Definitely know they had it in vr it. yeah well it's in vr chat but yeah it it looks the same <laughs> Did, 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 does anyone else, um, have, like, fucking heart palpitations when they're the imposter? That yeah. level of anxiety is not good for me. That's... I hate it. And, like, um... I never remember any of the room names. So people are like, where were you? And I'm like... Yeah, I'm like, I, I don't know where know. I was. <laughs> That's I a strategy, though. That's a strategy. And then to, like, they think I'm lying. Yeah, they think I'm lying. And you don't lying. know where you are. Even though I really just don't know. After the I first six months, though. Where I can just say I'm the imposter. That's why just... I always play hide and seek in with, like, friends. Because, like, unless, like, the other day, like, Steph was like, oh, we're playing Among Us with my husband. And I was like, do you guys play, like, feisty? Like, are you, like, going to yell oh, at I'm each a other? Sweat. And be like, where the fuck were you? I'm and I sweat. saw you. And, like, because that's a kind of Among Us. Like, you need a bunch of boys to play that way because they get so rowdy. And I'm like, that's how I want to play. Otherwise, like, we'll just play hide and seek, and everyone can have a good time, and we laugh, and it's fun. But for I some like reason, saucy among us. Yeah, for some it's reason, my husband's group VR is yet. like chill. They're chill with the Mugas, which is great. Like they just want to play chill games. I'm like, then I come in. I was like, no, fuck. I'm I'm playing sweaty. I'm playing to win. I will whatever the case is. And it's hysterical because my husband's best friend cannot tell when I'm being sarcastic or serious. I guess <laughs> it's my tone or something. I don't know. Um, but he, yeah, wrong every time. It's fucking glorious. It's glorious. It was funny <laughs> playing hide and seek among us with Braylon and a load of like British people. Cause like, oh my God, I was the was only American. Seek, but we were like proper, like, oh, like they were like dragging on each other. And I was like, are they being mean right now? I couldn't tell people <laughs> were getting mad. You all were being like, I don't know what the correct word is, but like British, like, Banter. I don't banter, sure. And everybody was like making fun of each other and like cursing at each other and calling each other bitches. And I'm like, what is going on right now? I was like, do I need to like tell people to say sorry? Or like, and then they, they were all like laughing. I'm like, no, this has to be fine. This has to just be what they do because like nobody seems upset, but I was so confused at first. <laughs> I never like kind of understood that. If we were being mean as a mod, I would have had to say something. Like, <laughs> I wasn't gonna be like, "Oh, I hate all of you." Like, I mean, I did say that. Like, I did say that I hated them all, and I did say like very like a big amount of swear words at everybody. Um, it was so funny. And Whenever Dana swears a lot, I'm like, <laughs> same. It always takes me by surprise. Mm -hmm. <laughs> See, I have always sworn a lot. It's just kind of, I don't Same. know, I feel like it's like a British thing at this point, like, <laughs> like, I we swear a lot. Um, so yeah, the fact that we were, like, swearing each other was, like, genuine, just bants. It's just for the bants. <laughs> the bants, I like we that. We like each other. It was funny, though. In, in Ireland and the UK, it's low-key friendly to swear at each other. 
That's funny. Mm-hmm. Well, now I know, and I won't be concerned when I'm in a room with eight British people who are all going, you fucking swanker, or stuff like that. I'm like, <laughs> okay. You did not say that. <laughs> Is that the word? <laughs> That's all I can think about. That's way okay? too polite. <laughs> so, so it's a combination of a couple there, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I think the amount of times we said we hated each other as well, like, pure, pure bants there. Yeah. I like to, uh, it's the evil cackle as you kill someone and walk away. My favorite thing in Among Us is when you kill somebody and there's one other witness and they run to the box or you run to the box. You run to the button emergency meeting and whoever gets there first, you just immediately say, no, it was 100% you. It was not me. And yeah. I'll just fight that until the other person gets voted, even though it was me. And I'll go so hard. Like, I will <laughs> I will throw you under the bus so hard and be like, it definitely was not me. See, it doesn't work that way for me. They always vote me out. The boys, the boys pretty much know. I do a lot of self-reports. I, that's, it's kind of Oh, she, yeah. <laughs> you find out somebody's, like, tell, then you have to switch it up because then we'll be like, oh, it's definitely a self-report. Like, Steph always self-reports, so. So, I chance it, right? I'll call out someone's name, but honestly, I had no idea where they were on the map, but a couple of times it's caught me up because they were with someone, and they're like, there's no way it could have been them because they were with me, and I was like, yeah. you guys are just covering for each other because you're both imposters. Like, yeah, <laughs> you just gotta sell it. When I'm imposter and they're like oh no I follow Dana like she's not imposter I'm like okay yeah that yeah definitely because like I have no fucking clue where I was so brilliant same summer I I love to troll I love to troll in Amuka's just just go stand on vents like what do you mean I've I was but doing see it. then I'll make a whole case after I kill someone why it's you and you'll get voted out <laughs> we we like need to do that I'm a simple person. I like being a crewmate, doing my tasks, just chilling. Dana even is like, I love it when I die. Then I, I do. can just do my I tasks love- in peace and not have to walk through walls. Yeah. I Who's can just stuck? float all the tasks, not worry about being killed. Oh, I love being dead. It's like the best. Like, if you get imposter and you kill me first, like, thanks. Like, I don't give a <laughs> fuck. Like, I, I'm just chilling, doing my tasks now. It's like the thing that we say before every round ends, like, do your fucking tests. <laughs> when I play. I'm so annoyed when we're doing hide and seek and like, I'm dead, I've done all my tasks. Like, just do your fucking task. There's one more task left, do your fucking task. Oh, so much fun though. <laughs> it's so much when fun. I, when I played with my group of friends, I don't know why. I don't know if I look guilty or I sound guilty or something, but they like kept on choosing me. I'm like, dude, it's really not me. And I'm like, this person has gotten it every single time and y'all are still voting me out first, even though like I am not. I was like, dude, go They're away. They're bullying you. Yeah, I get bullied You're too. It's okay. Hardcore. But see, you definitely have to have more than one girl, or else all the boys will bully you. Yeah, it but that's was okay. A bunch of girls. It was another girl who kept oh choosing my God. me. Here's what you do: <laughs> you make a list. Me. You make a list, starting from the first person that killed you to the last person that killed you, and every time you get imposter, you just go down that list. And it doesn't matter if they're in front of people; you just go and slit their throats. It doesn't matter. You're dead. You're done. <laughs> in Reagan's tactics tactic is to say 
I'm the imposter when he's not the imposter. So, like, <laughs> it really messes with people. When they are the imposter, and then people are like, oh, well, it's not them. And then it fucking is them. And you're like, yeah, what? that's what it's happened. It's a brain game. It's big brain. <laughs> it's a brain game. It's so funny. I'm not cut out for this. Give me hide and seek anytime. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hide and seek is super fun though. It's honestly the best. I do remember there was like a, a like a stage where we would always play like um Among Us in Brain and Discord, like constantly like Oh yeah, I remember like, that. Solidly like play it and then like like with all games, like you just mm -hmm. fall off the wagon with it, like the core memory. <laughs> we all got busy. Well, just in general with games, like you just kind of fall out of like the, a new game comes along or you play something else. It's just the way it is. Exactly. You gotta make time for it. That's that's the thing. So like um, we've we've said it before. I'll say it again. We should do something when we do our chatting off weeks, and whether it's like we just play a Muga. So I want to start a Stardew farm with you guys. I we started one and no one joined. It. I didn't know we started one. Oh, Dana joined, but no one else did. I don't know I if you guys- I stayed until like 2 in the morning so that you could play at your evening. Exactly, yeah. I, I don't, don't know if you guys like I was told watched, about this. have watched Sophie play Stardew with her mod squad, but <laughs> she is exactly how I am. Like, she's like, you're not allowed to mine. You have to go over here. She's like micromanaging everyone. I'm like, I don't know if she you guys want to play with me because I'm going to be like, you put the storage thing in the wrong spot. This is not correct. Okay. I, no, we should. Place, we should. Because so I'm like, I then move it, Braylon. If you want it in a certain spot, just move it. And then next time I go, there, I will complain. Where the fuck is my stuff? And you'd be like, I moved him. Like, okay, fine. Why does it have to go over here, though? I want it over here. And then you'd be like, because I want it over there. And then we're just going to argue. It's great. Uh, let's do this. <laughs> Friends who argue together, stay together. <laughs> How does Kelly know about the Stardew no, Farm? And Kelly, I don't know about the Stardew haven't. Farm. I asked you guys, and everyone was like, yeah, we're going to do it. And then no one joined. Except for Dana. Was I high? You have a farm. No. Did we write it down? So we should I make mean, a channel. It was in the morning, so I don't know. Yes, I was high. Yes. We have two farms, actually. We have yeah, the we one have that two. we did because Steph was going to join us. And then I don't know what happened. I think she got busy or something on the day. Um, and then we went back to our one. So we didn't do too much on the other one. Yep. So we okay. have two. It's kind of coming back to me. All right. Well, I'll have to pick so that up with you guys. It's all Steph's fault. It's <laughs> basic. That's nah, honestly, it's probably I why I didn't really host the farm. It's <laughs> probably why I just didn't follow the host. <laughs> Don't blame me. <laughs> so this is actually a really great question. How did how has the podcast changed our lives? Except except for the meetings, like we met a found a topic, thought we need to discuss this, hundred percent, all the time. We actually brainstorm once a quarter too for everything we want to talk about yep. um and just try to have a little bit of structure around it but 100 percent. we even have a channel too in discord if you guys ever have topics or there's stuff that you guys want to hear us talk about we got you on that you all should join the discord see <laughs> um I think the podcast has changed my life in that it's made me like examine more parts of myself I maybe wouldn't have examined. Like just made me more self-aware about things and kind of like what Steph touched on, like 
having a space to talk about stuff that you know is like a safe space essentially which like sounds cliche like a eh, safe space but like it really is just a space where you can like be open and like speak your mind even if that is like something that's concerning or like something that somebody else might like judge you for if they heard you say you know i think just having that openness um has been really helpful to just like i feel like this has just really catapulted my personal development and self-growth and like it's almost like just like having people to check you you know what i mean like someone that's not your spouse, like your spouse is supposed to check you. They're supposed to say like, hey, you know, I'm trying to make you be better. Maybe that wasn't the best thing or whatever. But having like a safe space where you have a bunch of friends with different perspectives and different ideologies and different like worldviews to kind of check you. I don't know. I think that's just like the most impactful thing is to have a place where you can be like, I don't I I'm concerned about this or whatever. And people can, you know, kind of give you input and not judge you about whatever that is like life tickets either like yeah no one's gonna no one like goes oh what fucking idiot like are you serious like, no one, <laughs> can you no imagine one ever says that <laughs> yeah kind of could i'm sure like people think oh my god like why do you think that it's very clearly not that but we're always met with kindness and we're always met with respect and um it's nice. It's nice to have that space. Like like Brandon said, a safe space. Um, I say a lot of the time, like the things we talk about in the episodes help. Definitely me, at least. Um, Same. Whether I can only speak for myself, but like um, when we were talking about like friendships and stuff and how we like deal with them and like ways for dealing with them, I for sure got so much out of that. Um, definitely, and I am still getting stuff out of that now. It's, it's, because it's not an echo chamber. It's like life tickets with people that you've built relationships with. Like, these three ladies don't know everything about me, but they know a damn good amount from what I've shared. And what's <laughs> even better is a lot of our conversations are in text. So we can go back and reference and we, we have definitely called each other out on things. And it's like, hey, well, over here you said this, like... Why are you, you know, what changed between that and now? And I mean, most of us have either been in or are actively in therapy. So I've talked to my therapist about situations that I've encountered in the last year with the podcast and the group of friends that I've like curated on the internet. Like it's important. It's important to have unbiased, like third party opinions about things. That's how you grow as a person. That's how you become a more well-rounded person. Echo chambers are bad. I think that's the point that I'm trying to make. <laughs> yeah. Um, were you going to say something, Blaze? Yeah, I was okay. going to say, I think the podcast has changed my life by giving me a space to really just, like, talk to friends. Because I don't have any friends in this area. Because, like, I graduated college during the pandemic. So, like, and moved to a new city. So... I didn't really get to meet any friends during that time and all my IRL friends moved to other states so it's just giving me a spot. When my therapist asked me what does your support systems look like like you guys were a huge one for me like because I really just have like my husband and my family and like my family is great support as well but not for like the nitty-gritty. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to go to my mom and, like, ask her for help on, like, some personal... I don't know. Like, I just... that Like, they're great, and but, like, not in the same way that 
we can talk about things so openly with you guys like and it's just so helpful um to know that like like i think i told my therapist like no matter what happens like if, if i need to talk about anything like i have a space and i know that someone's gonna respond yeah like that's pretty crazy if you think about it and not just a random person like obviously you could go post in discord and in like the venting channels or whatever you know but to have people that like truly know you and want to push you to be the best that you can be and like it's just a really beautiful thing that's very helpful and it's a good little support system and that's a key right there right someone will answer so it's like yeah. there's never an obligation for every single one of us to comment on something a lot of times someone will throw something out sometimes it sits for a couple of days and then someone will pop in and like like we think about it and then we come back and we reply and there might be a little bit of back and forth dialogue and then someone else jumps in like hey to add to that that's a good fucking point backing that and it's it's just like it's life tickets. I, I don't know. I wish that it, there was a better word for it, but that's what it is. It's life mm -hmm. tickets. You don't want to bombard your husband with all these dumb questions. Exactly. <laughs> that's the other thing too. Like my husband is there for like the big stuff, but like little content things and like content drama or like stuff that's going on online. Like, you know, it's like you guys are a better, a better option because you, you get it. You're in it, you know, I don't need to be bugging him with stuff like that. Something that helped me in my relationship is knowing that your partner does not need to be the answer for everything and they shouldn't be. And that's a huge burden to put on somebody if they are your, you need to have a support circle that is more than just your spouse. Yes. Like, yeah. You yeah. need to have other people to lean on. And not, it's, that does not mean social media. That's, it cannot yeah. just be your husband and your Instagram account or your Twitter account humans are social creatures and as much as i say it i fucking hate people you need people you in your really life know. Uh, you know it you just don't, at the end of the day like you don't uh, you don't really hate people you I, hate stupid people i have peaks and valleys i definitely do and i have thresholds so i i feel like <laughs> truly in my core if i was the last human being on the face of the planet for as long as i had my stimulation like the the crafting and the art and the media i think i'd be okay right but at the end of the day, like for me to be a happy, successful human being with good mental health, I have to surround myself with actual IRL human beings and have conversations and like invest and participate in the world. Have I mean, to that's do being that. a human though. We're social creatures, right? We are not yeah. meant to live solitary lifestyles. People no. go, if you put someone in solitary confinement, it does not take very long before they go actually insane. Like we are not meant to be alone. You need stimuli, so it's yeah. it's it's branching out and just getting comfy, and then building that that environment for yourself. But Curate. We've it. also done a very good job at like <laughs> my living space needs more enrichment. Have you seen those TikToks where it's like you're you're at the zoo and it's like more enrichment? I think people who are who are maybe chronically online or just spend a lot of time online, like we do, do a really good job of like making sure that we have the things that we need to like. If we do have to be alone, we're, you know, we can, hey, we can Stimuli. handle it temporarily. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But it's a uh, humans, humans take time to build those relationships with. So I know the instant gratification is definitely a problem that I struggle with too. You know, I want to jump into those friendships. I want to be good friends from the beginning, but it takes hard, time to yeah. grow that shit. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's energy you have to invest energy and that's usually yeah. where i fall short with long-term friendships is i don't invest the energy into them because like it has to be reciprocated and people yeah. are messy and it's never a perfect system and it's it's a lot 
but you have to be willing to give the amount that you're willing to give without getting anything back like yeah everybody has an amount of which energy that they're willing to give out and being okay with not getting anything back and you have to figure out what that is because if you give too much then you're going to feel like poop poo yep. if you get nothing in return cup is empty so yeah it's, it's a, it's a I think line. Lily says that's something a lot of neurodivergent people can relate to. I think so too. I think it comes with the territory of being neurodivergent that when you meet someone, you you like friend bomb them because you're just so excited. Um, <laughs> people, I think people that are neurodivergent also sometimes in relationships have a problem with like love bombing. Like not that we're narcissists, but we just are so fucking excited about something new, and it's like really hard to contain that like a normal person. <laughs> I will never forget my best friend who I've known since fourth grade. She will never let me live this down. The very first day that I met her, I bombarded her with a bunch of questions, introducing her to our other best friend and stuff like that, introducing her. She was like, she was new to the school. I wasn't, I had been at the school for a long time. Oh, so you just like became her tour guide. You're uh, like, yeah, I, I mean, am your I guide. Mean, so hard into it. And it's funny because, like, we're still best friends to this day. And, like, your friend, at the end of the day, too? she is my diehard. Yes. She, she is? Okay. So that probably, I was going to say, that makes a huge difference because if you meet bit. up with another neurodivergent person and you both are just like, because it's you're both so excited. Like, I think that's, like, why it's important to have friends who also have neurodivergencies because you're like you understand that this is like just excitement and it's not mm -hmm. like i'm trying to manipulate you or anything like that it's just like pure raw energy and excitement and like if you ever hung out with a neurodivergent person for the first time and you just like it ends up being like you hang out for forever and you're just talking nonstop and you like can't leave you're like trying to like find an exit but you can't because you're both just having such a good time yes. <laughs> I, uh, some advice my therapist gave me with that overwhelming, like, other people feeling. She's like, something, something that might be good. So lean into that energy, but write down, like, put it through a filter. Write down all of the things that you want to say or do with this person. And then just kind of, like, maybe pick, like, one a day, right? Th think about it from the other end. Like, how many questions, you know, before you start to get annoyed with people? And I'm like, any. She's like, okay, well, start with one. <laughs> <laughs> and just kind of reference it back. So it's like, funny story, my husband actually caught me doing that with him. I would document, like when you would tell me like his favorite thing or something, I have like a, an Evernote note at the time. Yeah. Now it's in Notion. But I literally have a list of things that like my husband makes him happy, things that he hates, uh, foods that he doesn't like, how he likes certain fast food, like when we go out to eat, you know, like he doesn't get mail mm -hmm. on something, I document it. And now, seven years into the relationship, he relies on me for it. We'll go to a restaurant. He's like, what do we like here again? Can you pull up the note for it? <laughs> She's like, yes, I can. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's great. Sometimes making decisions is hard. Decision paralysis is a very true thing. Oh, I feel like God. a lot of neurodivergent people struggle with, especially. Too many choices. Yeah. It, yeah. I'm, I'm lucky. I'm just like following my intuition around everywhere I go. I'm like, that feels right. Somebody's like, why? I'm like, don't know. Couldn't tell you. There is no why. It's just a feeling inside my body that says this is correct. <laughs> That's exactly how I am. Like, I well. just am following my intuition everywhere yep. I go. Like, 
couldn't tell you any rhyme or reason or logic behind it. Just feels good. I don't trust mine that much. You can get better at trusting it. That's something you can practice. I think what stops me is within my role, like my job. I can't just go with my gut. If I feel like something is a good marketing campaign, I have to have like something to back Someone it. To prove it. Yeah. It's it's got. I gotta have like data to support it. You have it. to have data. Yeah, you um, can't just be like this is the right one because it feels good. Like no. that doesn't work in marketing. Because no. <laughs> everything else in my life, like I try to just keep the same momentum. I guess I don't. I don't know. I'm having less and less capacity to have two completely different people i can't be a free bird at home and rigid at work there has to be a happy medium between the two which is effort which is aggravating <laughs> um do we do lily's question do you have a therapist who specifies in neurodivergence i can answer first i'm fine to answer that um i do not and there's definitely some cons to that like she for sure doesn't fully understand every way in which my brain works but at the same time I think that she was still equally as helpful also at the same time I wasn't going to her for specifically like ADHD struggles I was just going to her for like general life struggles I think it kind of depends like if you were looking for something because you were like my executive dysfunction and like my impulsivity and like that kind of stuff was like really bothering you, I'd maybe try to talk to somebody who specializes in that because they might not know. But if you're just going for like general like anxiety, depression, life stuff, I think it doesn't necessarily matter as much. Yeah, so with my therapist um i went back to her like because i had her for a while and then i like um the covid happened and then like i just kind of never went back to her it's one of those things where she's like oh you can just message me when you want to come back and then obviously like i never did because <laughs> i gotta have like a scheduled like it has to be yeah. scheduled in already um so then i came back to her to her after i broke up with my ex and i had all these things that i wanted to talk about like obviously dealing with all of that stuff and I was also like oh and I also think I might have um ADHD and then she was like immediately she was like well um obviously I can't diagnose that and I was like well yeah I know that and then she's like do you want to go away and get that diagnosis before you you carry on any further with me and I was like well no because I kind of need the help now and <laughs> you're like I need like, relationship help <laughs> Yeah, because like I'm still waiting for an appointment <laughs> to like, and that was like a year ago. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think maybe she said that because, like, obviously, if I did, um, if, if like I came back and said, Oh, I have ADHD and I want help with, with this and stuff, like, she would probably refer me to somebody else. Um, but for general stuff, she's been like really great and really, um, lovely. Actually, I haven't seen her probably for like a year now I should probably sort that out but you know um <laughs> I would say um she's definitely not um specifying in neurodivergence she specifies in um in Reiki um, oh nice like energy stuff oh yeah cool. and um hypnotherapy as well as um, um normal therapy I think um if you what what I used to do before I had a therapist was um when I was on ADHD meds is I went to a psychiatrist and the psychiatrist knew all about ADHD and everything and granted she was not like a therapist like she didn't she didn't like ask me as many questions and stuff and try to like dig really deep but she gave me so much information about 
ADHD that I did not know before because she was like that her brain knew everything about it. So like that can be really helpful um, if if you're looking for somebody who specializes in ADHD, but you can't like find a therapist. You can you can try to go to psychiatrists. Granted, they probably are going to want to try to give you meds. But I think that could be kind of like a workaround if you if you wanted to even just maybe somebody would meet with you like once or twice to kind of if you had like an ADHD specific question, because the psychiatrists do know lots and lots of stuff more than your yeah. therapist, probably because they have to medicate people. And so I think they have a higher have to have like higher levels of understanding of disorders and stuff. I went through. I was very but strategic. Some psychiatrists are mean and they're not going to help you with anything and they're just there to get your meds. Just so. yeah, they're just there to give meds. I I remember they are that. A doctor, so it's a little different, but you might be able to find a good one who knows a lot about the the disorder. There are many that double, right? Many therapists that also have like their psychiatry, um psychiatric whatever credentials so they can issue medication, but they will dig in. Um I was really strategic when I started going through my therapy journey. I think I started like around when I was 20 and I specifically sought out a child like someone that deals with childhood trauma because mm, um, yeah. I'm like might as well start from like the very beginning this is kind of yeah. I feel like where shit started so let's start with the mind of a child and let's grow into that through her um, I she didn't specialize in ADHD but she obviously dealt with a lot of kids with childhood trauma that also had ADHD like fucking imagine that those two could potentially be linked yeah Um, so I saw her on and off for probably about five years and we dug into things and we brought things to the surface she taught me a lot of coping mechanisms for ADHD and she was one of the first people that ever told me she's like okay well you now understand that you have ADHD which means that you have to live your life differently than what somebody without ADHD is going to have to live their life with. It doesn't mean you have to like do anything crazy, but you are going to have to put in a little bit of extra effort and go above and beyond to make things work for you. So it's like through her, which I ended up seeing it on TikTok, but it was so funny because she was the first person that told me, she's like, you know, we talked about food and how much money I waste on food and how that was a stressor in my life, like being broke because my groceries are always going bad. She suggested, why don't you put your condiments in the bottom drawers and put all your fruits and vegetables in oh, the door? Oh yeah, you need to be able to And see I just thought stuff. it was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever heard in my life. And then years later, I finally did it the second therapist i found just recently which her and i she uh specialized in doing six month stints like she's like i've never had a patient for longer than like nine months if you're seeing me for nine months you've got maybe something a little bit bigger and i gotta refer you out um she did a lot of i think it's called edmr therapy with me which yeah yeah that so that helps she specialized very specifically in adhd so i kind of found her as more of like a like a life coach combination and then to kind of dig in to some of the the shit that was going on i at one point when i was opening my business i was like i don't i was like 24 years old and i was like i don't know what the hell i'm doing and this is terrifying and i was unmedicated at the time because i said when i get through college i'm never taking adhd meds again i was on them for 17 years i was like i don't like this i think they can be really helpful if you need them but i think it should be used as more of like a step a step to like get you to a point where you don't need them. Like, I don't think you're supposed to be on Adderall for your whole life. That's just my personal preference. (laughs) Um, But I do, um, I did hire an ADHD life coach who was a woman with ADHD, obviously not a doctor. 
Um, and I met with her and she would give me homework and she, she was like a six year old woman. She taught me so much and that was really helpful. And obviously it wasn't as like nitty gritty into like the deep, dark things of my life. But if you're looking for somebody who can just like give you a ton of like coping mechanisms and teach you things and like help you learn how to like make your life work for you as someone with ADHD, that can be a super great option as well is hiring a life coach that specifies or an ADHD coach. Um, sometimes they're called. Yeah can be really, really helpful because that's usually somebody with ADHD who has lived a life and they're older and they have years worth of coping mechanisms and knowledge and things and they can kind of tailor it to help you best with like whatever you're struggling with. If it's, it's an school, investment. Or maybe you're like planning your wedding and you're like, ah, you know, like whatever it is, you can get one to kind of help you work through. And she taught me lots of coping mechanisms. I want to get one of those next. I I want to like I have a marketing mentor, but I want to find like an ADHD marketing mentor because I feel like like there has got to be a better fucking way to keep track of all of this stuff with as yeah. like insane my brain is. Like you can't yeah. tell me that I'm not capable of doing this job because I'm a like little somebody bit ADHD that, <laughs> or a lot. Like <laughs> like someone who would come in and like help you organize your home. There's people that can come in and like help you organize your life like from an ADHD standpoint. <laughs> I need one of those too. I need also I need someone to come and teach me how to decorate because I swore it off for so many years renting and I was like, oh, I'll decorate when I get a house. I'll develop a sense of style then and I never did it. And now, um, yeah, I live like I rent. It's terrible. And I own I'm my the home. same. There's like nothing <laughs> hung up in my house. Nothing. Walls. I've lived here for five years. <laughs> we'll help each other. I'll do yours, you do mine. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to look into an ADHD life coach, though. Last time I looked you at should. pricing, it was a little bit insane. Mm-hmm. The one I was looking at, anyway, it's it's an investment. I think for I paid. Sure. I think I paid literally like eight hundred dollars for eight weeks with her. Oh, I was looking at something way more expensive. Mine was like okay. twenty four hundred dollars for six months or something. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's a day by day, guys. Like you take it in bite-sized pieces and I don't know, good advice if you're ADHD, if something's bothering you or you feel like you're dropping the ball, write that shit down and start thinking through the the ways to fix it. And you don't have to think of it on your own. If you had all the fucking answers, if you had all the answers, if you had all the answers, right? But you don't. Lean on your support systems. Throw it out in the abyss. We have a great Discord. Braylon has a great Discord. Dana has a great Discord. I haven't been in Blaze's Discord in six months, so I don't know what it's like in there. But (laughs) it's probably super great, too. (laughs) Thanks for the the Discord plug. (laughs) 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 No, I'm kidding. I was trying to think of how I... Like, I got diagnosed with ADHD very young. And so I was trying to think of how I got through it. And I think... I don't know. Like, I feel like it was all my parents. Or Mm -hmm. just watching my brothers. Like, I didn't go through therapy or anything like that. I think I'm just the type of person who really learns by other people's experiences. I also and my own. So it's can, just been trial and error. I feel I'm like, like the same way. And even if I read something sometimes, I'm like, oh, I can implement that right now. And I do. And then I'm better. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. Like, that's I'm the same way, Blaze. Like, it's just, I don't know. My parents, I had a lot of parental support as a kid. 
Mm -hmm. And I've always felt like someone who just is good at handling whatever life throws at me. Like I'm just like, uh, my hairstylist gave me this amazing analogy where she said, literally, she is like a tree in a tropical storm. The tree is not going anywhere. It is deeply rooted. You might be moving around a bit, but like that storm's not going to knock you down. Right. And I was like, that's me. Like you need to become a tree in a tropical storm. Whatever life throws at you, you're deeply rooted. You're going to be all right. If there's one thing my parents taught me, it's how to be persistent and to basically go with all the punches life throws at you. I love that. Um, Jewel said TikTok as well. TikTok has been, I can't believe I got diagnosed with ADHD when I was so young and I still have learned so much from TikTok. Like, it is crazy. The ability for people to just have, like, this shared knowledge of, like, I got to try this, and I tried this, and this worked for me, and I found a solution to this. I've learned so much from being on that app about ADHD. It's crazy. Of course, throw it out there. Take it with a grain of salt. Do your own research. There's a a lot of stuff that's popped up on TikTok where I'm just like, why? (laughs) Yeah, well, that that definitely got to, yeah, you filter out the the nonsense, but... But then um, there's also, like, so many things where it's like, I am constantly saying to myself, don't put it down, put it away, and I got that uh from TikTok. Yeah, yep, I love that. Don't put it down, put it away. That's a great one. I use that all the time. I love surrounding like myself that. with like content and knowledge like Notion Twitter is fantastic because it's like yeah. even if you're not using those tips immediately like same thing with TikTok you know you get in that little that algo and it starts serving you things that you think you want to see and a lot of it's really fucking helpful yeah um the the freaking it took a TikTok for me to put my condiments in my bottom drawer and yeah I love it's that it's great <laughs> super great this has been such a lovely lovely uh podcast episode live episode today how fun we're gonna start doing these more often yeah i did i put it in the chat so we didn't accidentally end the stream before i could say my thing (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry i can't pull chat up because i ruined cameras i need to do it on my phone (laughs) i tried i was like shit no it's just we ended up changing the subject a little while ago and i um (laughs) before i had a chance to say my thing so i wrote it down so i didn't forget (laughs) um i just wanted to say like um like brayden said about how um this is a very big like support um network like i agree i don't really have like anyone really like my mom doesn't really give feedback like i ask her about how she feels about things and she's like well that's just the way it is and i'm like okay (laughs) whereas like i actually get insight from you guys i actually get like feedback and respect and it's nice to have and it's really weird like I always used to say, like, I don't really have any friends, like, I don't have many friends, and now, like, I have friends, like, I have you guys, and it's really weird for me to be like, I have friends. <laughs> because I'm so used to people being like, oh, Dana doesn't really have any friends, oh, she has, like, two friends, and that's it, like, and that's been my whole life. Um, and now, There's... like, I have loads, like, I have, like, everyone, all, all you guys, and it's really nice. Um, At least sure. seven. I have a quick statement. Only having two friends is not a bad thing. This is also true. It depends on the two friends. Okay, yes. If they're good friends, only having two friends is not bad. I mean, if you don't really like those two friends, are they really friends? Can you be friends with people that you don't like? I mean, at school, like, 
yeah that is like a, yeah <laughs> sounds like, like an acquaintance at school, like <laughs> definitely more of an acquaintance if i don't like you we are not friends <laughs> that's a good that's a good point but yeah definitely quality over quantity but it's so nice being able to if i need to talk to people and um, being able to talk to you guys i also have a um, support network with um my lovely mods as well so um, friendship yeah, is a conscious decision because i didn't get a chance to say about the support networks <laughs> Thank you for not making me cry again, by the way. I thought you were going to get sappy again. I was like, I'm fucking leaving, crying twice I in love one you day. Guys. <laughs> I ain't never going to stop loving you, bitch. <laughs> bitch. That's what I was going for. What a song. I, I had to. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love these girls. Like, I love these ladies so much. You guys are lovely. Alrighty. I do think that we gotta wrap this up though, unfortunately. I hope you guys had an amazing time. Um, something no, that I, I neglected to do, I neglected to find somebody to raid. Does anybody have a suggestion? Uh, the neglect is real with this one, apologies. Somebody's um, online. Doc I, is online. I don't know Brit who this is online. Um, Sophie's online, well, um, Charlie. Auto General. Oh, Wait, um, Sophie has a different channel? There was a talk show and um, a different, live, different Sophie. Off. Oh. I don't yeah. have anyone that's doing podcasts though, so that'd just either be Britfa, Doc. Um, um, the Zelda cast is live again. I'm fine to raid whoever though. Yeah. Um. Yeah. My only podcast that's live is a cannabis podcast. What about Solyndra? Slendria, I always say her name wrong. She is always I so lovely. Is. I'm oh, fine with that. She's she cool. I like her. She is All the right. best. Bet, bet, bet. All right, guys, let me get my my stuff back up here. It is so appreciated that you guys took the. It's gonna end in 15 seconds. Shit, copy the raid message. I'm sorry, I fucked this up. I'll see you guys later, though. Bye. <laughs>